Good morning. I'd like to welcome you to First Church today and extend a special welcome to those listening on the radio. Today's announcements, we're pleased to have one of our own members, Terry Wisman, share the message with us today. And a reminder that National Day of Prayer is May 3rd. Everyone is invited to the Emmanuel Church in Kettlersville that evening for a time of prayer. We need volunteers in the nursery. If anyone is willing to help, please sign up on the sheet which is located in the front pew. And Mother's Day is just around the corner, so there's some information in the bulletin on the Sunday school open houses that will be occurring. Now I'd like to invite Pastor Joel up to comment about Compassion Sunday. Thanks, Keith. Uh, next Sunday, April 29th, is Compassion Sunday. Uh, this is something that Allie and I wanted to share with, with you as a church. Uh, many of you may be familiar with an organization called Compassion International, and it's an opportunity to, to sponsor children in, in, in other parts of the world who are less fortunate than we are. Um, it's a way to supply um, basic needs as well as education to these children in, in impoverished countries. And so uh, next week, there's going to be a table set up um, Back where the, the table with the lost and found and the kids' coloring bags and stuff are. Um, and Allie's going to be sharing a little bit more about that with you next week. But I just wanted to give you all a heads up about that wonderful organization. Um, and she's going to share a little bit more about how it's impacted us uh, next week. So thank you for that. Okay, please remain seated and join me in the call to worship taken from Psalm 100. Shout for the joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Now we'll have the sacrament of holy baptism. Keith, this time I'd like to invite forward the Hirschfeld family. Grant Wallace Hirschfeld will be baptized this morning, and his parents are Danielle and Clinton Hirschfeld, and his uncle Weston is his baptismal sponsor today. Hear these words of Jesus, an invitation and a promise offered to us all. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's in obedience to this command that the church baptizes believers and their children. They're just very excited to be up here, aren't they? <laughs> oh, that's totally fine. We understand that. We understand that. In the first sermon at Pentecost, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord God will call. And so, having heard God's gracious promise to us in Christ, do you desire that Grant be baptized today? 
Praise God. Now, obviously, Grant is a little too young to be making a confession of faith on his own. And so you as his parents and his family are going to be, be making a confession of faith for him. So that it's, and it's in this faith that you promise to, to raise him and to see him grow so that when he is older and he is, does have the opportunity, he can confirm that faith on his own. And so I'll ask you the following questions. Do you truly and earnestly repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? And do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life? Do you intend to be Christ's faithful disciples, trusting his promises, obeying his word, honoring his church, and showing his love as long as you live? And will you devote yourself to the church's teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers? Praise God. Now, as a way for us all, as, as members of Christ's church, to affirm our faith, I invite you to read the Apostles' Creed with us. The words are printed in your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, and descended into hell. And on the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray together. We thank you, O God, for the gift of life. We thank you for this family and for this child being baptized today. You, Lord, are the author of life and the giver of every good and perfect gift. Through the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, you have made it possible for us to be accepted into your family. And I pray that you would bless and sustain this child. Draw him to yourself, just as Jesus welcomed the children during his ministry. And may he grow to love you with all of his heart and mind and strength. And also, we also pray for his parents that you would equip them to fulfill the promise they make today. Bless and sustain them as they teach their children to know and love you. All this we pray in the name of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So now we come to the vows of the parents. Just like at a, at a wedding ceremony where the vows are the central part of, of that commitment they're making, I, this here is, is the, the meat of what we're talking about today. This is the, the central promise that you're making. And it's you as parents, as Grant's parents, that you will raise him in the Lord, that you will teach him to love the Lord just as you do. And, and it's that promise that you will begin, obviously, the day he was born, recommitting today and continuing on throughout his life. And so do you promise to instruct Grant by word and example with the help of the Christian community and the truth of God's word and the way of salvation through Jesus Christ? Do you promise to pray for him and teach him to pray? And do you promise to nurture him within the body of believers as citizens of Christ's kingdom? Praise God. And we as a church have an opportunity to come alongside them as a family to help instruct Grant, help raise him up in the Lord, because uh, we have that unique opportunity as the family of God to, to come alongside them and to do that. And so I want to encourage you to, to make that congregational promise as well. Uh, in the words, I'll encourage you to, in, in just a moment, to read f- together from your bulletin. Brothers and sisters, as we receive Grant into Christ Church, I charge you to nurture and love him and to assist them to be Christ's faithful disciples. With joy and thanksgiving, we now welcome you into Christ Church, for we are all one in Christ. We promise to love, encourage, and support you 
and to help you know and follow Christ. Amen. See how this goes. He's almost asleep. So. All right. Hey, buddy. Grant Wallace, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the free gift of salvation that is made available through his death and resurrection. Thank you for the symbol of baptism, which reminds us that you wash away our sins and give us new life as we put our trust in you. We pray for Grant. Bless and strengthen him daily with the gift of your Holy Spirit. Unfold to him the riches of your love. Deepen his faith and keep him from the power of evil. Enable him to live a holy and blameless life until your kingdom comes. And may he grow to know, love, and serve you with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength. We also ask that you look with kindness on Clinton and Danielle. Let them always rejoice in the gift you have given them. Grant them the presence of your Holy Spirit that they may bring up. Grant to know you, love you, and serve you and his neighbor. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. I'll give you up again. (laughs) All right. Well, praise God. We do have a gift for you, of course. We have a Bible for you to read together as a family as well as his certificate of baptism. Praise God. As, as, as they find their seats again, I invite you all to, to join in a, a song that is maybe familiar to many of you. The words are on the back of your bulletin. It is called Borning Cry. I invite you to stand and join us as we sing that together. Thank you.
As the children come forward for children's chat today with Joel, please take time to greet your neighbor. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you today? Good. You guys excited that the sun's shining outside finally? Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm excited to get outside and play once the weather gets a little bit warmer, huh? Well, today I want to share with you a little bit about about the body of Christ. Now, the Bible tells us that, that the church is like a body. So let's take a moment and think about our bodies. What are these right here? Hands. Hands. What do your hands do? They grab stuff. They grab stuff. Good job. I didn't even tell her that beforehand. It's, <laughs> they grab stuff. That's right. What are these down here? Feet. feet. What do your feet do? They walk. That's right. And what are these right up here? Eyes. Eyes. What do they do? Help you see. That's right. Can your hands see things? No. No. Can your feet grab stuff? No. Well, sometimes if you're really special, right? (laughs) Can your eyes walk? No. 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 They all, each part of your body has a specific and a very important function. And without, if you were missing your eyes, you wouldn't be able to see. If you didn't have your feet, you wouldn't be able to walk very well, would you? All those different body parts help you to, to be the person that God has created you to be. And when you're missing something, then you're missing what that body part can do. And the same is true in the body of Christ in the church. We all have important parts to play. Each one of you and each one of those people out there are important parts of the body of Christ. And they each, each of you has certain gifts and talents and abilities that God has given you. And so there are certain things that you can do that I can't. Right? And there's certain things that, that your mom and your dad and your grandma and your grandpa can do that, that you can't. And that's good. And so instead of comparing ourselves to each other, it's important to recognize that God made each one of us and made each one of us unique so that we could build each other up and help each other to follow Christ. Because that's what the church is about, is helping each other to follow Christ closely. And so think about, as you, as you wash your hands later today, as you wash your face, Think about those different body parts and, and the purpose they serve and how you, as a child of God, can, can be a part of his body and serve him in your own unique way. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that you are a God who has created each one of us and you've given us all special gifts and talents and abilities. And thank you that you've put us all here in your church to be part of your body. And I pray that we would all... Uh, encourage one another and serve one another with those gifts. We pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You guys can go sit down. Thank you. Hear and remember the names of those lost in our service in the last week. At Fort Lee, Virginia, Specialist Namanya Yani Yanashiavik 25, from Manchester, Maryland. In Hawaii, Chief Petty Officer John Ellsworth Hasselbrink, 41, from Granada Hills, California. And in Madama, Bahrain, Engineman Second Class Austin Thomas Williams, 22, from Freeport, Maine. I also encourage you to keep in your, your prayers this day um, and the days going forward. The, the family of the young woman who died in the car accident in St. Mary's this past week. Um, they laid her to rest on Friday, but 
that family is only beginning their journey of, of grief. And so I pray for that you would, uh, I ask that you would pray for them and pray for the whole St. Mary's community as they mourn the loss of, of that, young woman, that young woman. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I ask that you would be the comforter, be the bringer of peace, be the, the bringer of, of hope in the midst of our dark times. Uh, Lord, I, I, just as a, as a candle, a single flame can light up an entire room, we ask that, that your light, your goodness, your love, your grace, your peace would, would shine brightly in the, in the lives of, of the families who are, who are experiencing loss at this time, uh, whether they're uh, military families or families here in our own community who are dealing with the loss of loved ones. Uh, we pray that you would bring them hope, bring them joy, bring them peace, even in the midst of this difficult and chaotic time. I pray that you would uh, make yourself known in their hearts and their minds and that they would be able to, to hold on to the hope of eternal life that you bring to each one of us through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we also acknowledge that there's plenty of other concerns that are that are before us today. Um, Lord, what seem like big concerns, what seem like small concerns, Lord, uh, we bring them all to you, and we pray that your your grace would be sufficient for us. Uh, we pray that you would work in each of those situations, um, and we do so uh, knowing full well that you are able to meet our needs. Uh, it may not be the way we want or may not be the way that we expect, but you are able and capable to answer our prayers. And so we ask that your will would be done and that your glory would be revealed um, through those situations. We ask that you continue to build up our church. We pray uh, for those that are gathered here today, as well as those listening on the radio. Uh, we pray that you would encourage us and build us up and help us, Lord, to, to follow you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We pray all these things in the name of Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. This time I'd like to invite all those who are helping with the offering to come forward at this time. Our collection today goes to help our Christian Ed and Sunday School program here at the church.
Our scripture reading today is from the book of Acts, chapter 12, uh, verse 25 through chapter 13, verse 3. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. I invite you to now stand and join us as we sing number one, Joy, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. We are singing verses one and three.
may be seated. This morning we're having uh, Terry Wisman, one of our own members, share a little bit about what God has placed on his heart. Uh, and I just wanted to, to take a moment and, and share why I think this is such an important thing. Um, we have our passage here before us, the, the passage that we were going to be looking at today, uh, which will be kind of a springboard for us this morning, is that passage from Acts that I just read for us. And I think this passage is so interesting because uh, so much of our, of our time and attention that, uh, that we are going to be giving over these next several months is to Paul. And he's the one who gets a lot of ink <laughs> written about him in the book of Acts. Him and Peter are pretty much the two main uh, foci of this book. And it tells of their journeys and of their uh, ministry in the early church as, as the church and the gospel began to spread out from Jerusalem into the known world. But I love passages like this that remind us that Paul and Peter weren't the only ones that were doing the work of God. They weren't the only ones who were out there preaching and teaching. They weren't the only ones that were traveling around to spread the gospel. I think so much of our, our attention gets focused on kind of the main guys or girls, right? The main people that, that get all of the attention. Um, in our case, that's, that's me. And I'm not saying that in a prideful or boastful way, but it's just, it's, it's me up here week after week after week that's sharing the messages that God has, has placed on my heart. Um, and, and sometimes it's Tori, right, when I get that Sunday off. But, but between the two of us, it's, it's mostly you're hearing from us week after week. Uh, a few months ago, when I got the flu all of a sudden and had to call on Tori uh, to preach kind of last minute, uh, Terry gave me a phone call and he said, you know, it's, it's, he goes, it shouldn't have to be just you guys that are, that are doing all of the ministering. And he said during his time in his previous church, he had shared messages at various times when he served as an elder. And so he said, if there's ever an emergency and you want someone to preach for you and Tori's unavailable, he said, just, you know, don't be afraid to, to give me a call. And I appreciated that a lot because as, as Tori can appreciate it, it's, it's hard to be the one on call all the time, right? Um, and, and never knowing when that phone call is going to come can be a rough thing. And so Terry and I met and we talked over what that could look like. And as, as part of that process, we were looking at, uh, he had shared with me some ideas that he had. And there was one message in there that I thought was just spot on and one that I felt we probably shouldn't wait to hear. I think it was a good message and it's a good message to hear from one of our own and not the pastor up here sharing. And, and so Terry's going to come forward here in just a moment and share what God has placed on his heart about the importance of using our gifts and talents to help others and build each other up. Um, and it's such a great thing. And, and what he's doing today is an example of that. He's stepping out of his comfort zone a little bit to share what God has placed on his heart. And I think that's a wonderful thing and something that I hope this isn't the, the one and only time, and I hope Terry's not the one and only person to do this. I think it's a wonderful thing to hear from the members of our church about what God is doing in their lives. Um, and so with that, I want to invite Terry forward, and I'd love to pray for you. Um, if you'd like to come up, I'll pray for you, and then I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Father, I thank you for Terry. Thank you for his willingness to, to be used by you in this moment. I pray that you would guide his words. Bring him peace, Lord. Help him to focus on, the, on you and the message that you have uh, given him today, and I pray that all of our hearts and minds will be open and focused on you. Since Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. The beautiful majesty of a star-filled sky, the daffodils' blossoms announcing the arrival of spring, the browns of winter transformed to vibrant greens, 
the lilting call of a brilliant red cardinal from the top of a nearby tree. These and so much more are gifts from God. Let's rejoice and give thanks. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, make us ever mindful of your generous gifts, and let us not forget that you created us in your image and freely grant us the miracle of your eternal grace. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Amen. I want to talk a little bit today about a different world, a world long ago and a world seemingly far away. It was my world when I was a kid. During the summer, I would eat my breakfast, answer one question, lunch or dinner, jump on my bicycle and be gone. If I was going to be with my friends all day and have lunch with them, I would say dinner. If I would be home for lunch, I would say lunch. I was expected to use common sense and return at the agreed time. My destinations were only limited by how far I could pedal my bicycle and make it back on time. Otherwise, there would be big trouble. When I was 13, I bought my first gun. It was a 22 caliber bolt-action rifle, which I still have today in pristine condition. I bought it with money I had earned mowing lawns. Most of the funds came from a fairly lucrative mowing job that I had acquired. I had acquired after the previous lawn care specialist moved on to a better opportunity. If I've neglected to say thanks, I'll correct that now. Tom, thank you very much for the opportunity. <laughs> Small world, isn't it? When I was older and drove to high school, there were always at least five or six pickup trucks in the parking lot with two things in common. They all had rust around the wheel wells. Corrosion control wasn't the greatest back then. And they had gun racks in the cab with a rifle or a shotgun or both in the racks. Not only did the students that drove those old pickups leave their trucks unlocked, they also usually left the keys in the ignition. I could go on, but I think you get the picture. I know it seems amazing, but somehow we all made it through those times. My story is typical, not unique. In so many ways, the good old days were actually the good old days. Unfortunately, we all have to agree that it is a different world today. My heart breaks for all the young people who, even with today's amazing technology, must somehow make their way through today's world of lies, violence, corruption, misinformation, organized insanity, and political correctness. For them and us, I think it's fair to say we need help. But more importantly, we need to be helpers. So let's talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about we. Some we's are exclusive. We are going out to dinner. We're going to meet in the park. The we I want to talk about today is the inclusive we. That includes everyone within the sound of my voice. 
For example, all of us, for example, we are all God's children. A, a critical part of the inclusive we is for each of us, me. Without all of you and without me, there is no we. So let's work on that a little bit. Choir, who is we? Me. Everyone, who is we? Me. Now don't make me come back there. <laughs> Everyone, who is we? Me. All right. Something's missing here. Radio listeners, I said everyone within the sound of my voice. And that includes you, and may I remind you, God is listening. Now again, everyone, who is we? Me! Excellent. As a relatively new member of First Church, I continue to be impressed with the almost unbelievable amount of talent that exists within the First Church family. Be assured that others share my opinion. How many of you have seen the movie Top Gun? Well, since I mentioned the military, I'd like to pause for just a minute here to talk about those in the U.S. military who protect our nation, our freedom, and our right to worship here today. Okay, now I want everybody to stay calm. I'm hoping that I don't have a clothing malfunction here, but uh, does everyone know what these are? They are U.S. military identification discs, commonly called dog tags. You'll notice there are two of them. They are identical. There are four pieces of important information on each tag. Top line is your name. Second line is your military ID number, which since the 1960s has been the same as your Social Security number. Makes it easy. You don't have to remember so many numbers. The third line is your blood type, which can be a lifesaver if you're severely injured or wounded. Fourth line What do you think the fourth line is? What's important enough to go on this identification disc? Hmm? Religion. Think about that a minute. Your religion is this fourth line. When a member of our military makes the ultimate sacrifice, this second tag is removed and the information on it is used to notify the family and loved ones of the deceased. Jay, would you join me? When Jay stands before us and shares the names of our military brothers and sisters departed, please pray for them and also pray for their families. And also, I'd like you to pray for those that wear these tags every day and pray that when they complete their military duty, that these two tags are together and intact. Jay, thank you for reminding us that the price of freedom is never free.
Now, where was I? Finally. Just wanted to make sure you were paying attention. The Top Gun School is where selected naval aviators are taught the lost art of ACM, air combat maneuvering. The Navy calls the program SFTI for Strike Fighter Tactics Instructor Program. On the first day of class, the school commander welcomes the students with the following greeting. You are the best of the best. The top 1% will make you better. And they do. First Church family, you are the best of the best. But by recognizing your true potential... And pushing the envelopes, as the fighter pilots say, will make you better. Everyone, who's we? Okay. A man walked along a beach at dawn and he saw a young person ahead of him picking up starfish and flinging them into the sea. Finally catching up to the youth, he asked him why he was doing this. His answer was, that the stranded starfish would die if left on the beach in the morning sun as the tide receded. But the beach goes on for miles and there must be thousands of starfish, countered the man. How can your effort make any difference? The youth looked at the starfish in his hand and threw it to the safety of the waves. He turned and simply said, it makes a difference to this one. When our problems and challenges seem so big, so complex, and so overwhelming, it's easy to complain loudly, shake our heads, and walk away. But there are thousands of starfish on the beach. How many miracles don't happen because we don't fully utilize our God-given talents and gifts? How many good deeds perish because the light of truth is hidden under the bushel basket of apathy or fear? God does not promise us a life without challenges. Do not forget God's word, God's words recorded in Matthew chapter 11 verses 29 and 30. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find zest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Too often, many of us fail well short of our potential. During my years teaching mathematics at uh, Wright State Lake Campus, I saw quite a few students that for one reason or another completely underestimated their talents and abilities. The following is a true story. When a college senior walks into an entry-level math course, usually taken by freshmen and sophomores, you begin to suspect something might be amiss. I'll call her Pam. Pam had good grades, except for math, and she had the kind of personality that made her a natural for teaching young children. She had taken this course two years earlier and had failed it. That was before my time at Lake Campus. She had avoided math until the bitter end. The situation was simple. 
no math, no degree. And without a degree, she would never realize her dream of being a teacher. In my classes, I usually gave a quiz every day. Pam started out very poorly, and I quickly called her in for a conference. I told her, as her story unfolded, I told her that if she forgot about the past, worked hard, and did her absolute best, she could pass the course. If she did her part, I would do mine. Math is like climbing a ladder, and Pam had definitely fallen off the ladder. She needed to start over and completely change her attitude. Otherwise, she was beaten already, and she would fail again. If she didn't understand something, she stayed after class, and we would work through it till the light would go on. During the term, her confidence grew, and the change was remarkable. She passed the course with a grade of C. She was overjoyed, but I think we both knew she could do better. Next term, she was back for her second of the three required math courses for her degree. She worked hard, but stumbled on the final exam. She received a B for the course, but instead of rejoicing, she was disappointed in her performance. Next term, the first day when she walked into class, she made me smile. Because she told me I hadn't said a word. And she said, you don't have to say a word. I got it. It won't happen again. Later at the end of the course, I was very pleased to hand back her graded final exam. Exam grade A. Course grade A. Several months later, as Pam completed her student teaching and prepared for graduation, I received this note in my faculty mailbox. Dear Professor Wisman, you have changed my life. Before I took your math classes, I dreaded math. Just the thought of walking into a math class almost made me feel sick. Now I can't wait to get in front of my class and show my students how much fun math can be. Pam. Every time she shared the gift of her talents and her enthusiastic attitude with her students, she was thanking me more than she could possibly know. And I told her so the next time I saw her. Her light was shining brightly. She just needed a little help removing the bushel basket. Remember, God has given each of us more gifts and talents than we think we have. And you never know what you can do until you try. Sometimes your efforts may only help one person. Think of the starfish on the beach. Remember that one person will never forget what you did. And trust me, neither will you. Kindness is one of the most difficult things to give away. The more kindness you share, the more you get back. Choose your path and help others. Reach beyond your comfort zone. Make God a partner in your journey. You can be a beacon of God's light in the world. Let your light shine and give glory to God. 
Cast off your fears and doubts and do something you never thought you could do. I just did. We can make a difference. Everyone, who is we? Me. Praise God. Amen. Now let's stand and sing hymn number 97. All hail the power of Jesus' name, verses 1, 3, and 4. to read this passage as a preface to Terry's uh, message this morning. Um, so I'll read it for you now as a way to, to reflect on God's word and, and a way to end our service this day. Before I do that, thank you, Terry, so much for sharing the message that God placed on your heart. Appreciate that. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, it's verses 3 through 6 and verses 12 and 13. It says, Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. In verse 12 says, Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, and so it is from one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now I encourage you to go and be the body of Christ. Use your gifts and talents, just as Terry talked about, to serve each other and to serve the Lord. Go in peace. Amen.